you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. The Around the NFL podcast is a solid third-round draft pick. Welcome back to another edition of the Around the NFL podcast. My name is Dan Hansis, and I am joined by a room filled with heroes, Mark Sessler, Chris Wessling, and Greg Rosenthal. What's up, boys? Hey, Dan. All right, back. I'm back. Thank you for holding it down while I I recovered in my abode. Are you, you feeling better? better? Yeah, I am. People were worried. I'm a lot better. Um, but it was it was a little touch and go there. And I listened to the show. I always listen. Yeah. I loved it. I thought you guys did a great job. Wow, good. B minus. B minus. Well, that's higher than the last show we did. You said you said C plus on that one. So. I thought it was really good. It was really <laughs> good. Now, a goal of ours, because we've, Greg, we talked about this on uh, text. We've been, you know, been ha- having our hour shows. There was a lot to cover. We're going to try to knock it down, get back into our zone, our 45-minute zone in the show. But that doesn't mean, gentlemen, that it's not going to be action-packed. Right, Mark? Yeah. Well, hold on. I, I mean, did you notice us trying to stick up for you when TD was just taking shot after shot at you? <laughs> well, yeah, I did notice that. And uh, I would be going back at TD. We got, once again, gold standard Thursdays behind the glass. Got to love those. Uh, yeah, I, I, apparently I was unaware of this schism between TD and I, and I will speak with him privately about it. <laughs> apparently I give him too much too much grief. But then you notice after he said that, um, Greg ba- botched the uh, news cue, and all of a sudden <laughs> TD saw, oh, maybe, yeah. maybe uh, right. I'm your, not giving Dan enough credit. Your best move was just to let Greg do his thing as, as a fill-in host. And suddenly he wanted Dan back. I thought Greg did a fine job, though. Uh, excellent wow. job by Greg. <laughs> Mark, always playing both sides of the fence. <laughs> uh, Everyone did great. By the way, Mark. Sounds like TD was, too. Mark, I'm glad that you're in some good spirits. This, of course, is your least favorite day By the way, I the like year. that Dan has a little plan uh, for the show, and I just look over at it, and in parentheses it says, Greg vulnerable. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know what's really good about that too. Right before TD, in huge letters. Right before TD started the uh, show, I saw that I wrote that. I was like trying to jog my memory what this was in reference to. <laughs> I think we just covered it. I don't know, but I don't think it's come up yet. If I remember what this was for, then we'll that talk about it. it. That was it. That had to have been it, right? No, I think. it's not. It's not. But anyway, uh, Mark, this is the toughest day of the year for you as a man who who likes silence in the newsroom. It's the first day of March Madness, and uh, it makes you sad, I know. Well, I mean, I, I thought I handled it. Did you hear one complaint from no. me today? No. I just well, I didn't hear anything. Headphones. I yeah. feel like you just kind of No, and I, it's, other people love it, and I think it's a celebration in the newsroom that I was not a part of. It's reached a point where it's like a, a Browns game on a Sunday where people know that you 
have certain feelings about it, and then they want to talk to you. And I, I feel like it's reached <laughs> the point where you don't want to talk about it. So mm. the quiet storm right. is in, in action. By the way, I grew up watching this every year and loving it. I just I have two kids. I have to <laughs> parcel out my time. NCA B-ball does not get into my <laughs> life at this point. Just okay. go B-ball? Well, that's what I keep seeing. I, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with you on this one. Uh, it's great. It's one of the best things about working in sports is that you, you have these TVs on your desk and you get to watch and also be getting paid for it. I have no issues, but I'm not a big basketball fan. Northeastern went down today, but they put up a good battle gold standard. It was awesome. I really yeah. enjoyed it. I'm yeah, sorry. My that album. Album. Yeah. So anyway, so we got a really big show today. Uh, by the way, what win Wes's toaster need to get this out. It's happening a week from today, next Thursday. Um, I would think it's possible that Gold Standard will be behind the glass for it since we have these Gold Standard Thursdays. There's a chance. So, um, you know, I would say if you want to be, um, you know, in the mix to potentially be on the show, this is your last chance. Now you got probably got the next few days to reach out to at producer TD, explain why you want to be on the show, uh, get witty about it, because I'm sure there are a lot of people now that want in, but that doesn't mean you can't jumpstart. So next Thursday, Wes, the toaster, it's, it's, it's time for you to go back to work. And reclaim your, your invincibility. Yeah, Look. putting it back on the line. Uh, you know, I don't need to take any pot shots from former champion Greg Rosenthal over this. Mm. Look, you haven't won. When was the last time you won at one of these toasters? You're 0-1 uh, over the last seven months or something. It was because when you had the title <laughs> belt, you would not accept your top challenger. This is similar to when Tyson went to jail and he just went away for a while. Now, here's the thing. What are you, accusing, so similar? What are you accusing me of? Nothing happened with Wes uh, that would have led to him being incarcerated, but you've been gone, gone a while, and people are now wondering, is he going to be the same guy after this period of inactivity? It's fair to ask that. It's fair to ask it. I feel like I'm better now. Sure, but so does Trent Richardson. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait. I'm really excited. All right, gold standard. Why don't we do some news? Sir, let's do it. Okay. Okay. By the way, not B minus. It's like a B, B, hard B. That's good. That's like eighty six out of a hundred. I loved it. <laughs> and Mark, I noticed you must have really liked it because you had, you went all over social media on it. You went on your Facebook. You went on your Twitter page. You got it out there. I took it as a shot against me. <laughs> oh my God, Greg! You know Dan, how I work with Dan perceived fi- slights. Finding new waves. That is unbelievable to me. I, it's just simply when whenever you see me getting active anywhere, I've had an hour of free time. I took it as a perceived slide. A, a thousand times I've put our group for a cross show on the also on these social media platforms. So you're so, saying it wasn't a shot under the radar at me? Oh, my gosh. Yes or no? Absolutely not. Okay. That's confusing to all of us to hear that. Listen, this is what the, my brain is no, I, it's damaged. No, I, I, I understand that now. Yes. But You did come in today to the uh, – Dan wasn't there at the time, but you did – come in and say you listen to the show, which is rare for you, and that you really like See, it. I, I, I do listen to them. Something. I listen to quite a few of them. Mm. That's another myth that I, I've never listened <laughs> to a show. I just don't find the need to because I was just on it. Yes. Gotcha. All right. Here we go. Let's move forward as a group. Together as one. We're one, but we're not the same. The Vikings tell Adrian Peterson they will not cut him. Let's start right there. The Minnesota Vikings running back Greg 
you wrote a, a good think piece on and Peterson. I read it. I actually did read it, and mm. I really liked it. It was it was something we wrote on the CP, CP uh, which is the main page on our NFL.com home site. Uh, <laughs> a lot of eyeballs on it. You said it makes sense that he's going to end up in Minnesota. Everything pointed that way. Now the, now we're hearing that the Vikings will not cut him, according to NFL media insider Ian Rappaport, who heard this from Peterson's agent, Ben Dagra. Dagra? Jagra? Dagra. Dagra. Uh, so... You even wrote it. You wrote it, Greg. Not a surprise. Well, that wasn't a surprise, and one of my points for making a case why Peterson will go back to the Vikings was releasing him is not an option. So now we know that that's confirmed. The next step, if Peterson really wanted to get out, would be to ask for a trade or ask to be released. But the Vikings are making it clear they're ready to pay him $12.75 million. I don't think there's any team out there that's going to be willing to pay him that much money. So he knows the most money is in Minnesota. I don't know if there's any teams out there that want to give up a great pick for him. Maybe Arizona. That's about it. He's talking to the Vikings. He's going to be back with Minnesota. I don't think so. Mm. I still Mm. think he's going somewhere else, and it looks like Arizona. From multiple national reporters, it looks like the magic number is $25 million guaranteed over three years. So it would take a team willing to give him that on a rewritten contract. And Charles Robinson of Yahoo says if Adrian Peterson does go on the block, the Cardinals will offer a high draft pick. Right, but a high draft pick is a second-round pick. So they're going to be ready to give up a second-round pick at least and $25 million guaranteed. I still don't know if the Vikings will say yes. No, we don't know that. And, and, and for all this, you know, there's a sense among NFL media insiders, all of that ilk, that when you include a high draft pick and a high salary, trades can't happen. That was the reason why Sam Bradford trade was not supposed to happen. That's a good point. But these teams get desperate, especially with Adrian Peterson, where he's the best running back of his generation, and he's the kind of talent who will get the fan base excited, get ownership excited, get the GM and coach excited. I could see that happening. And you you're, you have Carson Palmer for, what, one or two more years, right? right? And so not that there's a window that closes when he leaves that they find someone else, but if they don't, you're sitting pretty in, a, in an NFC West that is strong, but the Niners have fallen off a cliff. Why not go for well, it? I thought that I agree with all that, but I thought the money was a problem for Arizona. Well, it was reportedly. If he read, you're saying I he's going to redo his deal. I think they want to restructure. I don't think they would take it as it is now. Right, and maybe he'd be willing to take a little less money uh, to get out of Minnesota. Well, he's you know reports are still trickling out that no matter what happened with him meeting. Uh, the GM and the coach at his house that he's not on, he's not happy there and doesn't want to play for them. Well, the, just talking though says a lot, and just the fact that he hasn't asked to be released, he hasn't asked to be traded. That the clock keeps ticking, and every day that goes by, he's more likely to stay because Minnesota wants him. They want to win. They're moving into a stadium next year. They'd love to do it with the best player in franchise history. I think they've gotten over whatever happened off the field. They want to win, and, and they own his rights. And so, unless he really wants to be a guy that holds out all off season. I don't think he's going anywhere. Moving forward, uh, the Cleveland Browns have added another wide receiver to their group. It is Dwayne Bowe, the former Chiefs wideout, uh, who once upon a time led the NFL with 15 touchdown catches back in 2010. Uh, he, he had been in a state of uh, regression for years with the Chiefs, didn't even have a touchdown this past year. However, uh, he seems to be an upgrade for a group that needs it, Mark, after Josh Gordon's suspension. So now you have a Dwayne Bowe, Brian Hartline wide receiver set up on the outside. Your thoughts, Mark? Well, I mean, I think he one of the problems with Bowe after Matt Castle fell off a cliff was he's never really had 
strong quarterback play or a strong you know quarterback that can throw the ball and make the use of his gifts, which are depleted at this point. And that doesn't get any better in Cleveland. So it's hard to get overly excited about it. I mean, I think it's better than what they would have had to put out there, which would be Travis Benjamin. But Cleveland has to make drafting a wide receiver and a difference-making one a priority. That if they got if they hit on a rookie wide receiver and then you look at the other guys they added, they've improved that group. But as it stands, uh, not overly excited about Cleveland's wideouts. Bo and Hartline combined for two touchdowns last year on 160 targets. Well, throw in Haw- throw in Hawkins and it's four for three wide receivers. So and Taylor, Taylor Gabriel. I mean, it's. It's not going to be among the best wide receiver cores in the NFL. Well, that is <laughs> that's, fair. That's an understatement. <laughs> Wes suddenly is soft-pedaling well, Browns criticism. Yeah. I mean, give me a break. If these guys came out of college right now, they the Browns would have just signed the first two starting wide receivers in the league with a four nine forty. I mean, that is a slow group. Yeah. And, and that's that always worries me, teams that are just slow. And I guess you, that sounds obvious. But well, they, and you remove Jordan Cameron from the mix. So they're, you know, they don't have a tight end. Who's their tight end? Not a single what person. Is, what is the Browns now that we're past free agency for the most part? And and Greg, you tweeted that you think you thought this Dwayne Bowe signing kind of ended free agency. It's it's over for you know any type of mid to high. <laughs> it's level a little bit of a joke, but yeah, it's true. It was hilarious, but also <laughs> factual. I thought, uh, Mark, in your opinion, the the Browns, uh, what should be their number one draft day target? You got to go. They have a number twelve and a number nineteen. I'd go wide receiver. There's, th- there. You know, we don't know that much about these draftable guys, but there's three of them. If one of them slips to twelve, you mm-hmm. go get him, and then you go defensive tackle with the second one, maybe offensive line. I got to go rewatch Bo maybe a little bit. I, I'm not sure if he's at totally at the end of the line or or what, because he could be a good signing. I don't think Hartline was a good signing for the money, whatever. He was fine, but Bo is. You can't not get a worthy starting wide receiver. He was the best guy or at least the most reliable guy out there. So I don't well, think Well, why not go get move. Kenny Stills? For a third-round pick? I'm not saying for a third-round pick, but... That's just, what they had to give up for him. Eh, I, I mean, these are underwhelming signs. Not bad. I don't know if we have the numbers for Bo yet, but we do know that it, it couldn't have been a huge deal at this stage of the game. So I, I like the signing. I mean, I, I like this. I like the Browns, I think, have had a good week after it was a little shaky that first week. The second week, I think, has been better. Well, they've been active. Yeah. We'll find out if it's good. All I, right. I feel like Dwayne Bowe has been moving like a tight end for two years, and that's not good for a number one wide receiver. Maybe he can be their tight end. Again, they don't have one. <laughs> Ooh, saucy. All right, moving forward, another team that's been very active, but all through the period, the Buffalo Bills, it looks like. In fact, it is. Uh, Charles Clay will be there. New tight end, the Miami Dolphins will not match the Bills' five-year, $38 million offer sheet for the tight end, according to Rap Sheet. That according to a team source. Uh, this comes after the Dolphins had signed Jordan Cameron, as we uh, just spoke of last week. I guess that made Clay on some level expendable. And the Bills built, as we heard, we're hearing for days, they built an offer that front-loaded a contract that even if the Dolphins wanted Clay, it was gone. So... In my opinion, the, when, the moment they put that transition tag on Clay, it didn't seem like they need they necessarily were going to be destroyed if Clay was out the door. The Dolphins, right? It was it was a strange move. The transition tag made even stranger uh, by the signing of Jordan Cameron. At that point, they must have just figured Clay is gone. I'd rather have Cameron and roll the dice for his contract than the contract the Bills gave Clay. Clay's one of the most overpaid players in the NFL right now. It's a crazy deal. It is, I mean, he's going to make more than Jimmy Graham and, and Gronk the next two years. 
Quite he, a bit more. If he stays there five years, the last three years won't be bad. So they're counting on him having a good NFL career a guy and who, not getting hurt. A guy who was injured for most of last year. Mm. Dan, what about you? You look at the Bills and the Jets, both very active in different ways. Which team got closer to the Patriots? I think they're both like, you know, probably eight to nine win teams. And maybe if a couple things go right, either of them can sneak to ten. I would need the Patriots well, to come not- down. Let's not pretend they're starting off at the same point. The Bills had a great defense. The Jets had Rex Ryan as their coach, and their defense was terrible. Well, and the they Jets, were a pretty bad the Jets team. They were a four-win team and a nine-win the team. The Jets rebuilt the spot that made their defense bad. The defense is going to be – I'll put a sandwich on it with you, by the way. The Jets will have a top-ten defense this year, if you want to take me on that. Points per game or yard? I don't really trust you pick. yards. You, whatever you want to use as the uh, – <laughs> I don't know if I want to do that. I, I thought you were going to go Jets versus Bills. That I would take. I would take the Bills over it's the Jets. It's pretty pathetic that Ryan Fitzpatrick's the best quarterback in this whole group between the two teams, <laughs> and Geno Smith has the highest upside. Geno Smith is going to be getting all the reps and OTAs. Ryan Fitzpatrick is coming off a broken leg. I mean, I think Geno Smith is the starter there, but we have an offseason to talk about um, this nonsense. By the way, the Bills, <laughs> the Bills only barely listen to most of that. The Bill, by the way, the Bills, <laughs> a lot of work, obviously, they did now. Let's take a look at this. They traded for LaShawn McCoy, obviously, and then gave him that huge contract. Matt Castle. They got Stop. Charles Clay, Jerome Felton, big-time fullback signing, Percy Harvin, Greg's boy, your boy, Tyrod Taylor, re-signed Jerry Hughes, uh, Jairus Wynn, Jairus Wynn, Marcus Easley. <laughs> so, I mean, they've been active. Uh, let's see if it makes a difference. Brandon Spikes still doesn't have a job. He is not. He was on NFL there. Network this week. I, I, I have the paid. Bills, by the way, as my winner of free agency. That's going to be a post going up on Friday on the Around the NFL page. We each chose. That was written before the Bow signing. <laughs> <laughs> Big winner. <laughs> Victory. Uh, all right, moving on. The Jaguars. Speaking of um, slights, perceived slights, I heard your little Bernard Pierce dig on me. On yesterday's show, Greg, once upon a time I had Bernard Pierce, like middle of the pack, uh, as a guy on the rise after a great playoff run with the Ravens. He kind of went downhill after that. Then he gets a DUI, cut by the Ravens, picked up quickly. Uh, the Jaguars have claimed the running back. He's now in the Jaguars a couple days after that DUI arrest. The best part of this to me is that he sent out a tweet saying, God works in mysterious ways with a pray emoji. So God gave Bernard Pierce a DUI. I think alcohol works in mysterious ways also. <laughs> I think he was praying about going to Jacksonville after being part, of, being part of the Ravens organization. Oh, who would want to stay with the Ravens to go to the Jaguars? Yeah, I agree. This guy's crazy. <laughs> I don't know. I think none of us can really make heads or tails of this. Uh, I just, I'm sorry that Mark's boy, Toby Gerhardt, keeps falling further and further uh well, you know, I, listen, he's not my order. boy at this point, but I don't <laughs> think that Bernard Pierce is a huge threat to anyone in that running back room. I mean, Bernard Pierce, the last two seasons, is averaging, what, 3.27 yards per carry? I mean, he's been an absolute disappointment since that Super Bowl Did game. Did you just whip that off the top of your head? Yeah, because I just wrote the post about uh, 30 minutes that's ago. That's pretty good. It's called recall, is, baby. This is the kind of flyer teams like the Jaguars should take. They yes. wanted a running back in free right. agency. They didn't get one. Bernard Pierce has one year of good film as a power back. Then he got injured and never responded after he got injured. He, I remember he buckled his knee in a preseason game and was never the same after I that. like Denard Robinson, too, as a, not as their main I like main him as a change starter. of pace guy. I kind of like Storm Johnson when they gave it the ball to him, too. Well, Gus Bradley gushed over Robinson at the Combine, and he, when they asked about Gearhart, 
not so much. Is Toby so. uh, potentially a guy that could be a surprise release? Could be. Rapsheet has said that they plan to move him into an H-back role to play some tight end and some lead blocker in addition to running back. But Getting paid a lot to do that. Well, maybe two, not so much two, this year. Two million or so. And that's what's happening. Uh, I don't know if I said it at the light top. Light news day. Yeah, light news day. Uh, nice change of pace after a, f- a bunch of shows where we had a ton of news. I don't know if I even did, did like a full rundown of the news um, of, of the show that I did. I? You did? No. Let's tell them now. All right. Well, we just did the news, so that was that. <laughs> uh, we're also going to play a game, one of our favorite games. It is uh, called What's More Likely? And then after that, we're going to hit the mailbag because there's <laughs> going to be a uh, – Around the NFL mailbag on NFL.com. Friday morning it goes up. But you guys sent so many great questions, and a lot of them, frankly, more than half, end up being related to the podcast, which is fine. I like it because then I get to sift through all those and then bring them to the room full of heroes, and we'll go through those. So we're going to hit up the mailbag. And, you know, this is, uh, Mark, I find this is a good way to connect with the audience. Yeah, I mean, this sounds like a show based on what you just described that I'm going to hit all media, social media platforms with tonight. <laughs> I mean, it's just to make you feel better about where you stand. You, you eased my mind. Put it that way. Inst- okay. You got to hit Instagram, too. He's been getting active. Are on you on that. Insta a lot now? Well, Lately, I, wa- yeah. I don't want, th- want to waste anyone's time. I was on it three years ago, and Greg's like, are you on? I said no, and I realized I was. I put, like, 15 pictures up, and then I got back on this week, and... Threw a few more out there. Oh, by the way, speaking of our listeners, uh, Greg. Have you thought of what made me vulnerable? No, I'm still, still jogging <laughs> my memory that, on that. Was it this really like your around the NFL takeover plan like <laughs> that I stumbled by? <laughs> Greg is vulnerable. I, I would never want – your job is always safe from me trying to go after because I just don't want to do the schedule. Okay, yeah. That's uh, it. Uh, no, it um, – it has to be related to the Patriots, right? I don't know. Greg being vulnerable. All right, sorry, I, I, I interrupted so. you. We're going to figure it out. Imagine but that. Um, shout out to the listeners. We got a tweet. One of us or it was sent to the group because uh, it came up, I believe, on uh, the show from Wednesday about where the listeners are from. And we got, a, you know, you guys talked about our, our highest downloaded show. And then the, the listeners are from all over the globe. And then someone tweeted, Greg. They said, let's hear more about where your, your listeners are from. Yeah, a number of you tweeted, by the way. And uh, I've got some info. First, let's give the top six because there's some surprises. U- U.S. is number one. Then the U.K., big supporters. Go America and go England. And then Canada, Australia. And then here, a little surprising, Denmark and Sweden next on the list. So Old Swedo, huh? Mikhail Haig. <laughs> You wanted to know. He made a joke. He bet there was only about about four uh, downloads from Sweden. But no, no, no. When I, au contraire, about 1,500 in one episode. When I made the spreadsheet for the uh, ATL listener map, the Scandinavia, we're big in Scandinavia, all of those countries. Uh, Rodrigo Cardenas. Cardenas. I, hope I, pro- I messed that up, Rodrigo. Where's that? I'm sorry. He's from Chile, and he wanted to know how many Chileans listen. Was he the only one? And uh, again, uh, not giving enough of your Chilean uh, credit here. 47, ranked number what? 40 of the countries that listen to us. 47 Chileans out there listening to us. Yeah, Chile. What about, Greg? What about the countries that actually have just one listener? And I love that. <laughs> there are about 26 of them. So I don't know if we can go through them all, but I'll, I'll list a few here. Congo, okay. San Marino, uh, thanks to the dude in Sri Lanka or the lady, Ooh, Ga- nice. Ghana, St. Kitts and Nevis, which is apparently is one thing. Totally made it. Is. Uh, <laughs> this one I've never heard of. Bonaire, St. Astucius, and Saba. Do you know what that is? Gold is standard. Alive? 
<laughs> That's from St. Kitts and Nevis. That was a live feed. <laughs> uh, Montenegro. All right. I know Tun that place. Tunisia. Uh, Nigeria and that's Bo Christian Okoye. He's a big fan. And Nigeria and Belize. So if you're the one person mm. listening from any of those countries, thank you and keep it up and tell a friend. Make it double your output. How about the billionaire in the infinity pool in Belize listening to our show? Right? <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, bro. I once Happy had to write a massive encyclopedia entry on kits in Nuevas. Mm. Really? <laughs> I worked for an encyclopedia company. Uh, <laughs> Shut up, really? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Yes, I did. I'm not kidding. Was it factually correct? This yeah, is yes. this is a rare Sessler one where I don't know if he's lying or not. <laughs> I know absolutely this true. It's true. Something about you had to put the security uh, metal in the binders so people wouldn't steal dictionaries. Something that was really. a different job. Yeah. <laughs> so many jobs. So many. So much mileage. I want to see your resume. That would be awesome. I'll produce it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. So now, let's play the game. What's more likely? Yeah, sorry. I was just getting really stuck on that St. Kitts and Nevis Wikipedia page. Yeah, what do you got but on now, that? Uh, nothing. I mean, no, nah, I'm I'm still learning. So okay. I'll, I'll okay. come back with a fun Give fact. us one nug by the end of the show. Will do. Will yeah. do. Here we go. Live from Culver City, California, it's America's favorite game show. What's more likely? Mm. Yes. What's more likely a game? Where uh, we present two options, and the room has to decide, eh, what's more likely? <laughs> so I have a few here, and I know each of you gentlemen produced a, a couple, maybe one or two. So we'll just kind of go around the room. Uh, but I'll start, I'll throw out the first few just to get us cooking here. And uh, I'll start with a, you know, kind of an easy one, or maybe not. What's more likely? Rusty. Andre Johnson has 1,200 yards receiving. Or Frank Gore has 1,200 yards rushing. Two veterans, both with the Colts. A lot of people think this is a perfect spot for both of them. Who has a mm. big year? Both could do it. But. I think it's Andre Johnson. Yeah, I think he has more left in the tank than Gore. He's a wide receiver. Gore is a running back. I think running backs have a harder problem aging in the NFL. And I liked what I saw of Andre Johnson when I watched his – I went back and watched his tape the other night. Well, for the sake of argument, I'll go Gore because I think that they brought him in to be by far their lead back. They're going to use him all over the place. He fits well in the offense. And, you know, Andre Johnson isn't 23 or three years old either. So Yeah, 1,200 yards for a receiver is a lot. The logical answer says AJ, but the heart says the inconvenient truth, Frank Gore. He probably needs, what, 250, 275 yeah, carries and a nice per carry average to get there. I think he can do it on that team. Gore. What's more likely? Jets quarterback Ryan Fitzpatrick makes at least eight starts, or Texans quarterback Brian Hoyer makes at least eight starts. Two guys that we're, we're being told are in a camp battle, two guys where when you break down the contracts, it wouldn't be crazy if they, mm. if they ended up as the starters. Who's more likely to start half their team's games? Two very good uh, what's more likely questions so far. I'm very, back. Very even. I'm back, baby. Because uh, this is a tough one. My belly with, hurt, but now it's better. Going with Ryan Fitzpatrick <laughs> for the chain Galley connection. <laughs> Feels like Galley imported him just to start. Well, and O'Brien is a connection to Hoyer, but yep. also to Ryan Mallett. And I got to believe, they, I, just the way they talked about Ryan Mallett, forget the Hoyer contract aside, they seem to love him so much. 
a month ago. And then they, what they did with Hoyer confuses me. I'm going Fitzpatrick. I'm going to go Hoyer just because the Geno Smith uh, bandwagon. That's really my corner. That's that's, that's where you want to be. That's kind of my the Geno Smith. That's kind of my thing right now is is sticking up for Geno Smith. So I'm going to stick with it that he'll have a nice season. I think it actually strangely. Uh, works to Gino's favor that this will not be a sham competition this time around. He's got to beat out Ryan Fitzpatrick, not like the Vic thing from last year. Let's see if it maybe motivates him because he's got something in his tank. He shows it two to three times a year. That's not enough. What's more likely? The Patriots get knocked off their AFC East throne or the 49ers make the playoffs. I'll go the 49ers make the playoffs. I talked about this a little bit on the last show that Everyone's just assuming they're going to win three or four games, but they're still the guts of a fairly talented team, and as much as it's fun to make fun of them, you could see Colin Kaepernick them scraping out nine or ten wins or something and getting there. Plus, I don't want to think about a world where I'm getting grief from a Jets fan winning the division. Hmm. You said AFC East throw, not AFC throw. Right, right. division. Oh, yep. Yeah, got to go with the 49ers here. The Patriots don't lose that division. I got one. Oh, you were going to answer <laughs> Are you this? Are going to answer or? that one? Uh, no, no. <laughs> Are you one. texting? What's huh? going no, on? You want me coming here. up with my question. I'll, Let's I'll repeat the again. question. Yes. Let's repeat the question. What's <laughs> more this is a special repeat. It's just for Mark Sessler. The Patriots get knocked off their AFC East throne or the 49ers Mark, make the playoffs. Mark has tuned out as that time Ian Rappaport was on the show. <laughs> New England will absolutely win the division, so anything else is less likely. I'm going... More likely, the Patriots win the division. That was kind of more like a cold check with the group. I I got a few mailbag tweets about why we were so down on the Niners, mm. but apparently, as down as we are on the Niners, we're more down on. I think it should be self non Patriots AFCs. AFCs. I think it should be self evident while we're down on the 49ers. Oh, 49ers fans! All right, <laughs> Mark, you obviously have one ready. Well, see, What's I didn't. More <laughs> I didn't, so I was scrambling to come up with it. All right, so it's week 16. <laughs> And what's more likely, E.J. Manuel is the Bills starter or Johnny Manziel is the Browns starter? It would be bad news if Johnny Manziel is not starting by that point of the season for the Browns, I would think. The Bills are out on E.J. Manuel. The Browns still, I would think, have some investment, even though they're definitely, I would think, have a lot of trepidation about Johnny football. But I would think it's got to be Manziel starting. I think it's Manziel. I think the Browns have to find out what they have in Manziel. The Bills are that that ship's already floated when they benched him for Kyle Orton. This is a very complicated. I mean, week sixteen's old. That's late. Mark likes the the long term. By then, they might have they might have found <laughs> out what they had in Johnny Manziel. You said they got to find out. I think maybe by then they might have found out, and then he's no longer starting based on what by we've sixteen, seen. right? You well, said on. I said it's week sixteen. Yeah, oh, in okay. week sixteen. Right. I'll give it to EJ Manuel. I I hate to think of what you know. Basically, Matt Castle, I guess in this scenario, Matt Castle led them uh, to a 10-4 and record. They're just going to rest their starters the last couple weeks. That's, put EJ in. that's highly <laughs> likely, Greg. <laughs> that is out there. Wes, do you have one for us? <laughs> What's, oh. What's more likely? By May 1st, Adrian Peterson is playing for a different team, mm. or I have gone on five dates. By what date? May first. Well, well, this isn't fair because you can. Uh, wait a second. You can. I wasn't gonna. I wasn't gonna bring your private life into the show, but since you invited it, it's important that everyone knows that Wes has some things cooking right now. Apparently, right? You need to let no. us know that there are some. 
the, couple of irons in the fire. Irons in the fire. Oh, so you're. This is like. It's a loaded question. Hold on, but I I maintain that I've never been on a date in my life. So this is this would be breaking new right, ground. Right, but you also have inside information. It, it's about you. <laughs> it's really this is really a prism for like, to talk about Wes's personal. Even if I'm talking to like so four what, different girls, so what's the lady situation then? Well, you you it know, up. that's for me to know. I don't even know what the lady situation is. Well, I'm gonna say you making that five five dates because I don't think you bring this up with a little exactly. bit of spring in your step. There's a there. I won't say anything other than I think uh, Wes is a little um, you know is a little flutter to his heart right now. And he thinks he's going to be on us several dates. And I also mm. have always long disagreed with your notion that you've never been on a date. Uh, if you hung out with a lady this past weekend, which I don't know if it happened or not, that's a date, buddy. Even if it's not uh, Tuxedo and Roses at the local uh, S-Cargo factory, yeah, it's a date. S-Cargo factory. <laughs> I'm going west because, I mean, otherwise it's if like we're not date, showing no one's faith been on in a you. Date. <laughs> S-Cargo factory. <laughs> We got to show some faith in you. I think yeah. you can pull this off. I mean, are you going to try to pull his, it look off? Look at his poker face. He's definitely he's got some cooking. But I want I want a commitment. Are you going to try to go on dates? Absolutely. All right. I, then I'm I a like, new man. All right. Then I'm going to go on your side here. What's more likely? Greg vulnerable? No, I don't know. <laughs> Again. What's Still don't know what it is. Likely? All right. Uh, Dan. No, let's say Mark. Gets a tat. No, no. Let me think about wow. it again. <laughs> All right. Who's Mark, got another one? <laughs> Mark gets uh, his wife pregnant once again, and at the end of the season has a new baby that he names Bo. Or <laughs> Dan gets his wife pregnant and names his kid Crow. After Antonio Cromartie. So either Dwayne Bow or Antonio Cromartie have such good season oh, that you name your prodigy. Your it's B-O-W-E is the yes, name of B-O-W-E. the Yes, B-O-W-E. I hope that was clear. I, I can only speak. Hashtag Bow or Crow. I can only speak for myself <laughs> that my wife, Sweet Emily, would absolutely, and I'm not joking, leave me and fly back to Texas if I ever try to force her hand with the name Crow. And she saw the hard knock season where he couldn't name his kids. Well, Darrell might have been a better option, I guess. But I was trying to think of a player more on the level of Bo. I'm trying to say no way it happens. Mark already has several kids named after NFL players. Well, I named a child Colton after <laughs> Colt McCoy, which was <laughs> ill-fated potentially. Uh, but potentially. listen. What about Luke McCown? Colt McCoy re- re-signed today, officially. No, I like Colt McCoy. It doesn't listen, matter. I'm going to bet on myself here. Why <laughs> not? I like that. I know my powers. <laughs> I like that. You're a better man with, than me. I'm going with Mark, too. You should. I'm telling you, you should. Uh, What's more likely? Trent Richardson averages four yards per rush in Oakland this year, or Ted Williams wins the American League batting title <laughs> in 2015. Poor T. Rich. All T. Rich needs is one carry for four yards and then shut it down for the season. Wait, are we the first people to ever call him T-Rich, by the way? No, that's not a for a thousand years. I'll tell you what, though, T-Rich, he believes in himself. Yeah. Does that mean anything? No. What's more likely? All right, Charles Clay, Chucky, has uh, more than eight touchdowns, or Jordan Cameron has more than eight touchdowns. Ooh, the people are thinking. I'm going to go Jordan Cameron. I, I just think that they, number one, they've shipped out all the wide receivers they have, and they've got a quarterback much more than the Buffalo Bills do. Eight touchdowns. I mean, he, in Cleveland two seasons ago, that's who he was. 
So you got to hope he can get back. We've not seen that from Charles Clay in Buffalo with EJ Manuel or Matt Castle at the helm. I'm going Jordan Cameron as well. I think he's the closest thing we've seen to Tony Gonzalez. He can post up in the end zone. Highly athletic, boxes people out. Charles Clay, I mean, first of all, you need a quarterback who's going to throw eight touchdowns. So I'm not believing that. And I am following the law of God hates the Browns, which means Jordan Cameron will sustain no head injuries this year (laughs) and will go to the Pro Bowl and have – Eight to ten touchdowns. It's sad, but that's how it's sad. What's more likely? Chip Kelly flames out this season with the Eagles and either quits or resigns, mm. or Sean Payton flames out with the Saints and either quits or resigns. Or he gets fired, excuse me, for each one. I'll go Sean Payton just because of the craziness around that franchise. I don't know if he would have to resign or what would happen. Unsettled ownership stuff always, always. causes issues. Yes, yeah, your Trump what card. What was the first one? Chip, Chip Kelly. Kelly or Sean Payton, Who flames out and either get, quits or gets fired? I agree with the uh, Sean Payton sentiment. Kelly is an interesting is one to put up, though, because I could see Kelly, if things didn't go his way specifically, the case, it could get bounced to go back to college. It, yeah. it's, he's got that in his de- – where's Sean Payton going to go necessarily – I'm going to go Peyton, though, just because that organization seems to be in flux. The Cowboys will go 5-11 and 11 and Jason Carroll. Exactly. Fine. What's more likely? I got one more. Jason Garrett goes down as the next Tom Landry. This is a callback to uh, Tony Romo, who was on Kimmel yesterday and was talking about a conversation he had while drunk on the party bus, uh, Jarrah bus, and made a offhanded reference to Jason Garrett being the next Tom Landry, or Reggie McKenzie goes down as the next Ozzie Newsom. Who's more likely to be fondly remembered by football historians, Jason Garrett or Reggie McKenzie? Well, Jason Garrett has had some success now. He won a division. Reggie McKenzie has only shown that he can tear down a roster. The one Here's the thing. Reggie McKenzie, this is a team that's sucked for so long that if he found the quarterback last year and if they draft another draft or two that works – and they get good, suddenly everyone forgets all the crap that happened before. Mm. But I'm going Garrett because I think that the Cowboys have put... Old two sides of the fence. Well, no, because, I mean, McKenzie, like, it's so easy just to dismiss him entirely and bury him, but, like, he might have found a quarterback, and then things start to roll. Garrett, they've put 20 years of work into this guy. From Aikman's backup through all the times he was coming up, you know, they have the endless years as an assistant. I'm going Garrett. I think they already feel like he is someone that they want around for a long time. I'm going McKenzie. All this McKenzie shots that Wes has been taking. Garrett's shot, already had shot, his shot, chances shot, shot, for five shot. or six years. I feel like we know who he has a coach. What's, who what's knows? McKenzie done? Maybe McKenzie's going to turn it all around. He had a great draft class last year. Khalil Mack, Derek Carr. They're gonna, they're coming for you, Wes. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I'm. Forgive me if I don't have Derek Carr in my Hall of Fame yet, like everyone else does. <laughs> all right. Anybody have any other ones? That's what was more likely today. That's how you get out of a segment, guys. That's good. See, that's why you need me in this chair, Greg. That's how you do it. Vulnerable? I think you were no, listening to some of, the, some of the segues. But you, your segue it. game was tight. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm serious. The segue game was great. Never one of my strongest suits, but you forget about it. All right, now let's hit it. It's time. Uh, we haven't done this in a while, so but this is one of our favorite things to do because we adore all of our listeners. Let's hit the mailbag. Hit the song, Zach. Just kidding. Just wanted to keep you on your toes. There is no song for the mailbag. That really killed me. <laughs> yeah. Threw me in a little tizzy. Wait, can we just, can we just do I this one? I actually was waiting for a song. Yeah, me too. Let's I just, got this one. Just... <laughs> 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 
<laughs> We're going to get sued by every every artist, like dance artist that had one hit in the 90s and is now eating, uh, you know, stovetop dressing every day. We're going to get sued by all of them when they find out what's going on in here. We you need guys to get the conga line going next time when that song comes on. I'll give uh, you guys that know uh, who came up with that song, Come On, Ride the Train. I'd be very impressed. Uh, Keenan Ivory Wayans. <laughs> Dirty right. South. The Quad City DJs. Oh, yeah. Quad Cities is in, like, Rock City, Iowa? I guess. I don't know. That was, mm. You know, now you're past me. Um, all right. Let's do the mailbag. Let's hit it up. We'll get through as many as we can before we get out of here. Uh, let's see. Where do we want to start? This is from Nicholas Lanigan, uh, who asks, which city would the Around the NFL boys like to set up an expansion podcast in, excluding Tybee Island, Wes? Ooh. Yeah, it is very specifically stated. Where would you set it up? I'll go first. I love, uh, I don't know why it popped in my head, Austin, Texas. Big fan of Austin, Texas. My wife's from the area. I think it'd be fun to be set up in Austin, go to Austin City Limits, a lot of good beer, a lot of What does this mean, board. expansion pockets? We're part of it or it's like a we new would group go of somewhere. people? No, no. We would, we the way I thought it. of it is like kind of where yeah. we, if we were taping in a satellite office somewhere, where oh, would okay. it be? Well, New Orleans, that's the easy answer. It's the right answer, too. Okay. I'd go um, London, England. Mm. Very nice. Playing to the audience, and I like it. Well, we're already we have a campaign underway. This would make it more logical mm. to get us over there. Three great answers. I've often said if I could pick anywhere I had to move in the United States and it wasn't L.A. or Tybee Island, Austin and New Orleans would be two. Hubba, yeah. hubba. We're on Maybe one there. and two on my list. Mm-mm. How about St. Kitts and Neve- Nevis? Well, what's not to like about that? This from Tom Marshall. When And this is for you, Greg, really. When will we know if the AT NFL team is coming to London on to London, hashtag, send all your mail to Roger Goodell, 345 Park Avenue. He has nothing better to do than sort through the postcards. Just keep sending them. And send us the tweets of uh, the postcards yes. as they go out. We like those. Um, I would love to know. But I, I'm afraid we'll know sooner than later, but it, you might not like the answer. Well, that means we're not working hard enough. <laughs> that, well, that means if it, right now it's it's looking less uh, then definite. That means the boss is. I would think the boss. That means he's got to step up. I need some s- wheels in motion. I need to step it up. It'd be tough to imagine the whole group going, but I, let's step it up and get a couple people. Well, that would cause a total schism. Yeah, that would be issues. We're going to send two or three people, and someone else sits back no, and it's got to be the city. whole group. I'm staying back. Uh, moving on. This <laughs> I'd love is to from. Go, but... This is from Stephen at Durinho. I mostly picked this because he has strangely his wallpaper is a bunch of photos of the doctor that killed Michael Jackson and then splashed across the photo. It says legend. So this guy not a Michael Jackson fan? It's kind of strange. Weird. Uh, would Greg mind if I wanted to start a Delaware tribute band in the UK? <laughs> Please. Uh-oh. You wouldn't be the first. Of course, Delaware is Greg's goth punk band, emo band from the late 90s that he founded and has buried all the tapes. How would one start a tribute band? They would have to know what your music was. That's a good point. Got a lot of tweets about that, too. People are asking, can we get some files? They're out there. Again, because we've gotten pictures in the past. Right. I dropped the ball on that one. If you are out there and you're listening right now and you have audio of Delaware, specifically songs where Greg was the lead vocalist, please get them to us. We will send you some NFL merchandise. Moving on. This is from uh, T. Jr., Teletales 88. Dre, that's Andre Johnson, Going to the Colts was like a punch right to the Texans Texans fans' collective What move had that same effect on you? A move in your football fandom life 
Mm. That hurt so much. How about Cleveland moving to Baltimore? Yeah. Right? That hurt your I would I would make sense to me. <laughs> it did. Um, this sounds weird, but the only real painful one I can think of off the Patriots was when Robert Edwards uh, blew out his knee at mm. that beach. Get that throne music up. No, but Pretty whatever. Bad. He was the rookie of the year, and then his career was over that some that r- immediately after the season. That How was about a pretty Brown's devastating rookie, Don moment. Rodgers dying. Uh, wait a second. Uh, I can t- and he can't. There's but nothing new. What New England narrative can listen, be in Imagine, in peace, imagine you had the but rookie of the year, and then in February, right after the rookie of the year, his career was over. That's a legit. And one. it was a gruesome inj- injury playing beach uh, flag football, which they discontinued. Not surprisingly. The uh, inspiration for the dossier of despair. The Bengals cut Lee Johnson a day after he went and criticized everything wrong with the franchise. He listed. Everything wrong, and it was like, all right, I got a punter representing mm. my exact viewpoint. They cut him the next day, and I never rooted for him no. again. and it did say what move, so Edwards really doesn't qualify. I got to think of this. Yeah, I was going to say my all-time genital shot, I would say, is when uh, Vinny Testaverde popped his Achilles in 99. But the move, it's strange because the Jets obviously haven't had a lot of success in my lifetime, but Keyshawn Johnson, when he was traded to the Bucks, that really bothered me a lot. Um, because I was younger and it, it, the team meant a lot to me, the 98 team, and then they shipped them off and it was just like it was a, a reminder of how sports work and it hurt. Do you have one, Greg? You don't have anything. You just win tons of Super Bowls. Good question, though. Great job, T. Moving forward. Oh, this is a big one, uh, TD. Excuse me, uh, gold standard. Uh, so I'm going to need your help with it. <clears throat> this was from Connor O'Leary at O'Leary C5. Hashtag <laughs> elimination chamber. Jairus Bird's sound drop. Jairus Byard. Jairus Byard. <laughs> and just to clarify, he's giving us two options, and one would have to be, I guess, eliminated from the show. Or Brandon Flowers' sound drop. You want to make flowers today? If, you, oh, if only tough. one could could be oh. eliminated forever. What These are this, like our children. This one's easy for me. Yeah, me okay. too. Jairus Bird. Oh, I would get rid to of To be flowers. eliminated. No, no, I would get rid of Flowers. Right. Oh. Bird's the better one. I would get rid of Flowers. I haven't even watched uh, True Detective. Plus, Bird, it feels like that's that's like a historical part of the show somehow. True Detective in my top two or three shows ever, um, but not because of that sound drop. So I'm going to go Flowers. You're out. All right. Good answers, guys. This one from Tom, big-time listener. Budgie is here. Would any of the scientists – so? Um, you know, this is Wes and Greg, and, you know, Mark, you hang out with me above the fray. But you know what? I know you want to go down there every once in a while, and I have no issue. Sometimes I do. If you do, that's fine, and I'm okay upstairs. So this goes to everyone in the room but the old Zeuser, as they call me. The old Zeuser. Would any of the scientists ever aspire to work in a front office in a GM-type role? Interesting question from Budgie is here. Absolutely. Yes, I would. Same here in a second. No, I mean – I guess in some fantasy world, but no, not in a real world situation. I like I like my job. Yeah, no one's asking me, but no, I would not. I would rather be on the outside. Yeah. Maybe Greg's not the real scientist here. Mm. I think I could build a winner. I mean, if you're starting over from scratch, but I'm talking about where I am in my life with two children and stuff, starting that whole process – yeah, I'll see you in 15 years when you get to that point when you're well, in you the front Well, you don't have to go. No, no, no. The way I understood the well, question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just stationed as the GM. Oh, yeah, okay. You don't have to go scouting on the road for 15 years. Oh, I'd love to do that, too. You basically get a it's – a, it's a, <laughs> you would. You love traveling. Uh, you, it's basically a five-year march, let's say, to GM. Mm, that, that would be fun. 
I mean, I, I don't like all the scorn that I would get from all the football people in the building. Oh, you got you never played. We'd cut an interesting figure as a GM because there's zero <laughs> football background in our history on the field. <laughs> Nothing. Uh, moving forward. All right, Wes, this is one you wanted to make sure we added because it's something you wanted to address. This is from Stu at Lanky Streak of. Where is Wes's map of the world with all of your listeners from last offseason? Now, before Wes answers, just a quick reminder. Way back in the day, Wes said, you know, we have so many listeners around the world. I'm going to get a map and then put pins where all the listeners are. And through the year, over the past year, so people wanting to see this map doesn't exist physically, but it does exist, right, Wes? does exist. Greg actually bought a map for us, or he bought the cork board, and then when they redesigned the studio, we couldn't put it up. So a gentleman by the name of Ralph Graham was nice enough to make an online map through Google, and I input all of the names that were given to me, all of the countries around the world, and we had, I don't know, probably upwards of a thousand names on this map i've tweeted it out six or seven times i can tweet it out again but uh we might need a an on a place you know like a, a, a home for it online somewhere sounds like people need to do a better job of following your twitter feed that's basically what i'm getting at <laughs> yeah. speaking of things to get off our chest another question that i get all the time on the mailbag and i want to address it now this is from george mason the grievous angel 85 oh <laughs> grievous angel. Who are these? that's a Graham parsons song he's a bad boy oh okay he's probably a big gp fan uh, of the Around the NFL crew, if they're the Beatles of NFL podcasts, who's Ringo? Oh, that's not a fair. That's not. A By nice, the way, we're not. Uh, this is what you're asking when you do that. You're saying address publicly who's the worst member of the podcast. First of all, none of us are the worst. We're all equally awesome. Number one. So stop trying to cause dissension. Aren't you a fan of the podcast? You know who's Ringo. Grievous Angel 88. Oh, but, you know, in his defense, he thinks it's fun, you know, but it causes issues. But now that I'm reading it more closely. Ringo, it, hey, Ringo's alive. You know, <laughs> yeah, really, saying, really yeah. wise well, point. that going for I'm him, just saying half nice. the Beatles are not alive. I, I wouldn't mind being Ringo. I'd rather be Ringo right now. That's all I'm yeah, saying. I'm sure his life's wonderful. I'd still rather be John <laughs> Yes, Lennon. I am sure his life's wonderful. He's Ringo Starr. Yeah. Greg is, is this, slipping very comfortably into the Ringo Starr All the money he's role. ever wanted, and he right. was in the Beatles. There's your answer. Greg's our Ringo Starr. Yeah, that's fine with Congrats, me. bud. Uh, this is another one for Wes. Richard Stalky. Uh, this is from Chris Moriarty, at Ginger Moriarty, and that usually means Garrett Top. <laughs> Can Chris Wessling email me his Bengals dossier for, quote, research purposes? Sincerely, a Redskins fan. I guess the... To streamline this, how would one go about uh, starting a dossier or getting that ball rolling on quitting a team? This, uh, I, I'm trying not to sound too cantankerous here, but this, this has really touched a nerve ever since I brought up the dossier. All these fans of their teams think that they can just quit their teams and it would be so easy. I compiled this dossier because rooting for the Bengals in the 90 was much in the 90s was much worse than anything any fans are going through now. And I can point out things that have happened even since the 90s that are worse. The Bengals turned down the entire draft of the New Orleans Saints, plus two more first-round picks and a second-round pick so they could draft Achilles Smith. They instituted something called a loyalty clause, which sounds Orwellian, like a team would institute a loyalty clause because We're off the players didn't <laughs> want to play for them anymore. 
Corey Dillon said he'd rather flip burgers than play for the Bengals. This stuff doesn't happen to any team now. So I don't know. The Redskins. I don't want to hear from rough. Eagles fans saying oh, get it bad. so hard. Redskins. Redskins fans, all right. You're like knee-high to a June bug. How about on, this? On Bengals wouldn't exist if Art Modell hadn't fired Paul Brown. Yeah. So how would they go about it, Wes? Well, I think you should be a, little, a lot more patient would be my okay. first. Would be my first thing, and then if you've reached the point where you've had it with the owner or something else, start compiling your, you know, I don't know. Yeah, you can start by printing out the Chris Culliver signs for thirty-two million dollars <laughs> news articles and see how that looks in a year or two. Uh, all right, let's see. I'll do one more. One more. Greg, what's your favorite type of cheese from James Beatty? <laughs> that's how you go. That's how you go out. No, yeah, that's this a- is more just setting up for the last one. I don't know. I don't have a favorite. Cheddar? Okay. Uh, Wes, just so you know, Grant Everett wants you to know that Tybee, quote, island is barely even an island, more like a glorified peninsula. Peninsula. I wish Wesling wasn't a liar. That's Grant Everett. That doesn't confront me. Not playing the sound drop on principle there. Yeah, that's yeah, just yeah. not nice. No, that's not fair. Uh, this one also, I know this one. It's up there with your mom's an astronaut. Um we all know about the breakup songs list that Wes has, but what about what does Chris listen to when he's in a relationship? I know this. I actually overheard because if, if you if you're plugged in, there's something cooking with Wes right now, and I heard this in his iPod the other day. No, that song's terrible. Bolton. What is this? I don't even know. No. When Wes had a car, he was also playing this in his tape deck, so it's, I can confirm. It's an assault on my character. Michael Bolton has my least favorite song of all time. He redid When a Man Loves a Woman, a wonderful song by Percy Sledge, and he killed it. <laughs> he, that is an awful. And person. finally, 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 uh, this from Danny Thompson at Danatello underscore seven. Always sneaky when people throw in those underscores, like you, Mark Sessler. Underscore NFL? No, I don't know. No, underscores are confusing. I think you probably lose a lot of potential followers. But yes, no, I agree with that. No, you don't. You're just Mark Sessler NFL. I don't like the That's underscore. Right. This from Danny Thomas. Would you rather your team was a su- was won a Super Bowl and then stunk for 15 years or was fun to watch for 15 years but never won a Lombardi trophy? And this, this caused, I brought it up downstairs uh, in the newsroom, caused a lot of uh, debate. Uh, Wes, we'll start with you. Well, I, you know, I saw too many 0 and 8 seasons with the Bengals. I mean, and I don't think there's anything worth that misery. To me, it was enough to dump the team when you go through enough of that. And I've been through enough Cincinnati Red seasons that end in June to know that I don't want my baseball season to ever end in June. Um, and I'm lucky enough to have seen the Reds win a World Series. So I feel like it's something where. I got enough happiness in my own life. I don't need the team to provide it for me. But mm. I do need them to en- entertain me through a full season of the sport. So I'm taking the keep be good for 15 years. Keep me interested. Mark. Honestly, at this point in my journey with the Browns, if they won a Super Bowl, I probably would just be like, thank you. This has been fun. It's <laughs> over now. I don't care what you do for the next 15 years. I don't need a bunch of get close entertainment episodes. Get it you done. did that in the 80s. Get it done. And let's call it a day. Greg? I think you take the title. I mean, that's the best thing you can do as a fan. I'd rather Why have... is everyone out there if not for a title? Yeah. It's just, I don't, it, it doesn't matter what's happened before. You just want that one great season. And it kind of depends who you are, too, because while I definitely see Wes's point, he makes a good one. When I brought this up to Daniel Jeremiah downstairs, um, who apparently has a podcast, 
uh, he's and he's a Padres baseball fan. And in a minute, he went in a second. He was like, "Oh, give me the World Series. I'll be bad for 15 years." And I feel the same way. And as a Jets fan, um, uh, as someone that was born the year Ronald Reagan was elected, and my team has never even been to a Super Bowl, let alone won one, give me a win. I've well, dealt with misery before. We should find the hardcore Bucks fans out there because that's pretty much the organization right. that was terrible forever. They've won one, and now they're terrible. They've been more or less terrible since they've won one. I'd much rather be an Eagles fan for the past 15 years than a Bucks fan. It's interesting. I and I'm, I'm with fair I, point. I'm with uh, Greg in the point that that's what being a fan is about is that climb that climb to finally be the champion. I know you don't get a ring, and it's not your. I think glory, that's what being a player is about. I think as a fan, that's what being a fan's about too, is being finally getting to the top of the mountain and knowing how that feels. Fifteen years, we're all you know, none of us are twelve years old here. I mean, you take us fifteen <laughs> years from now and you say, Have have a nice fifteen years, you have some fun seasons. When are they gonna win a title right. in my lifetime? Let's get I just this hope thing. We're let's out make alive it happen. Still. Here's the answer I like. We'll be good every year for fifteen years, part of the question, and then in the sixteen year we'll win it. Well, that's, well, that's, that's part of it. That's well, we're good every year. We've got a great chance to win it in the 16 year. We're always there. It's said fun to watch. All right. Uh, and before we go, one fun <laughs> fact on our favorite nation in the world. Absolutely. Uh, uh, all right. Uh, St. Kitts and Nevis. Mm-hmm. Uh, apart from Carnival, the island of Nevis has its own unique festival called Kulturama. Looks like we're going there. <laughs> Colterama. Cele- Colterama. We should bring Colt Sessler there. Celebrated on the weekend of Emancipation Day, it began in 1974 when some islanders feared that their native folk art and customs were being lost. So they started Colterama to reconnect people with their traditional culture. In addition to arts and crafts, the five-day-long celebration includes dances, music, drama, and religious sacrifices. Parties, <laughs> boat rides, swimsuit contests, and street jams have all become awesome. a lot going on there. What time of the year? That I don't know. Let me look that up. I think we could put this. Our on listener our agenda. from St. Kitts and Nevis better listen to this episode. Right? They just missed like an <laughs> I think, awesome. I think time. Mark's right. There was just somebody who was on vacation for a week. Do you think that any? Yeah, <laughs> you think that the St. Kitts resident listens to our show ever walked through Cultorama while listening to our podcast? They have to. It's got to be next. It's got to be out the door. It can't yeah. be that big, right? All right. So we will thank you very much for that gold standard. Uh, always love gold standard Thursdays. We will be back on Monday with another. Uh, week of shows, so thank you very much for listening. Uh, before we head out, Greg is going to name the, the rest of the one-person uh, countries that yeah. listen to our show. This is Dan Hansa signing off for Quiet Storm, the mailman, the boss, and TD behind the glass until Monday. Let it rip, Greg. Thank you to our listener in Cape Verde. Ow! The Falkland Islands. Ow! Zambia. My brother once went there. Go for it. Senegal. Oh, yeah. Senegal. Be- Belarus. Oh, Russo. St. Vincent and the Grenadines. Vinny. Joey Watts. Ethiopia. <laughs> yeah. Myanmar. Uh, I know someone from Myanmar. Uh, oh. The Republic of Moldova. Uh-huh. Not Zimbabwe, a real place. Bangladesh. Angola, thank you especially. Palestinian Territory. Tajikistan. And Madagascar. Also gold standard behind the glass, not TD. <laughs> That's all right. <laughs> you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. 
When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details.